there are three linchpins to the COVID response swindle. One of them, the CDC's director just admitted, was an absolute fraud. I am so angry. And I have it in my heart to name names of people in radio who told me saying things like the PCR tests are fraud made me a conspiracy theorist. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America... Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made. And these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. All of a sudden, my Rodecaster Pro, the device I used to record, hates me. It keeps distorting things. I have to change how I talk on the mic. It's, it's, I should be able, well, I'm not going to get into it. Nobody cares. Work harder. I could go through the Ten Commandments and probably, probably before I begin this program, I should let you know a couple things. Number one, uh, we, I recorded an episode with Zach Abraham with Bulwark Capital Management and my tech stuff just blew it up. So I'm going to have Zach on next week, but man, I wish it hadn't blown it up because it was a great conversation about the ESG score. So um, I owe Zach dinner and $10,000 kind of. Uh, So that'll be on. I know I promised that in the last episode, but I will tell you something else. I probably would have put the episode with Zach off until Monday because of the two pieces of news that broke today about the COVID response. Well, one is about the response. One is about the injections. And I probably should pray that the Holy Spirit will help me restrain my tongue and put some love back in my heart. Because right now I am so furious. No one can hurt you like the ones you love. I had friends, colleagues in radio who told me you are merchandising in conspiracy theories when you say things like the PCR tests are fraud. Please use language like in your opinion they're flawed or they appear to be fraud or flawed or some people think or I was very comfortable with my stance that they're fraud and it hurt to hear that from people. And so I'm very tempted to name names, but it would be me getting revenge and it's against people. I don't even want revenge against because I love them. Most of them, some of them I not friends with and, Still, that would just be revenge-seeking. So let's just get down to the news. There are three linchpins to the COVID response hoax. 
One of them is really prior to COVID, which event 201, which was the planning and run through of, of that through which we live. It is unmistakable and inarguable that they sat down and they said, how are we going to scare people to death over a flu? How are we going to change society forever so that people are, are scared to death of the existence of any flu? How are we going to seize control of people's bodies? And how else can we use this? Now, when you want to do something like that, it requires more than money. And they had bottomless pits of money. It requires gamesmanship. So you're going to government entities and you're going to, first of all, the regulatory bodies. Well, in in the United States, they're bought and sold. Some 50% or 40% of the FDA's budget comes from pharma. The CDC's scientists get um, spiffed. They get money in the form of ownership and patents that they use your money to develop. So that's an utter and complete laughable conflict. They get to hand out walking around money to the tune of $58 billion, the NIH, National Institute of Health and CDC combined to their friends. But it requires some gamesmanship with elected officials. And the gamesmanship might work like this. An elected official might say, okay, look, what's in it for me? Okay, campaign donations are nice, but frankly, you guys need me anyway. I'm going to get campaign donations. I need you to sweeten the pot a little bit here. So what else am I going to get? And it would be, well, what do you need? Well, I've got tech companies breathing down my neck uh, to figure out how to accelerate the internet of things with people. They want to be be able to track people wherever they go. But we've got all these, you know, civil liberty nuts in here all the time. And they're up in arms about this and people don't want to be tracked. And, oh, no, no, we can help with that. No, no. In fact, this is part of event 201 is, is we want to install a COVID passport system. And we've got things like COVID pass in development now, which existed before COVID. They were promoting it before COVID, well, before COVID was announced. Once people like me started running their promotional video online, COVID pass, they took it down. They scraped their website. They pretended it, was, it didn't exist. This was folks, this was prior to the lockdowns. They knew exactly what was coming. The infrastructure was built. The patents existed. This all existed. So the gamesmanship with the elected officials is, hey, you get to go back um, to the mobbed up tech companies who want this stuff and get to say, hey, good to go. I I got a sponsor. We're going to make this thing happen. So that's an example of gamesmanship. So Event 201 was one of the linchpins. The other linchpin was um, the... Uh, escape, if you'd like to think that. I no longer do, by the way. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't have proof to say they let it go, but they have absolutely obscured when it went into the world. They've hidden that. They've lied about it to the tune of 18 months. It was out about 18 months before they admit it. They put a scary name on it. Instead of just calling it another SARS virus, they called it the the coronavirus, COVID-19 So that linchpin of the release was it's the scariest thing in the world and there's no immunity to it and it's completely novel and your immune system can't fight it off. Well, that's a massive linchpin, right? Now, below that, there's some sub linchpins that is um, 
changing the definition of pandemic, which the World Health Organization had done many years before so that it didn't have to be a lot of deaths. or It's not even tied to deaths anymore. It's just that there's a lot of the, the people getting sick. So, so that was, that's not really a linchpin, though. That's, that's, that's prepping the environment. The two linchpins so far, Event 201, and then the releasing or the uh, escaping, if that's what you'd like to believe, of the virus. Then we get to this. Then we get to the PCR test. The PCR test was a linchpin moment because what it allowed the, 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 the thugs to do, the party, was to invent COVID illnesses wherever they wanted to. They could turn the dial up or they could turn the dial down, depending on what cycle rate they use within the PCR test. If you use a high cycle rate, 35, 39, sometimes 49 cycles, you're going to get 95, 98%, 99% false positives. And everybody who understands PCR tests knows this. Everybody, including Fauci, he admits it. So this linchpin allowed them to invent deaths, to conjure COVID deaths where they didn't exist. It allowed them to conjure COVID infections where they didn't exist. That single linchpin allowed them to go to the media and merchandise this phrase case, which everybody in, in medicine, in healthcare knows that case used to mean something. It used to mean that you have confirmed that someone is ill with something. Sometimes that's surculturing a virus. So it's great. You know, if you had a doctor stick a Q-tip way down your throat and culture a test to see if maybe you have bacterial pneumonia or, um, or strep throat. That's, they're grabbing a piece of the virus, putting it on a Petri dish, examining it, coming back and saying, yep, you got yourself some strep throat. Here's some penicillin or amoxicillin or some psyllin, psyllin, psyllin. And you go home and you, you eat the pills and you get better. Uh, or there are other observations. Doctors could take your temperature, look in your throats, have you cough, feel your glands. So then that's a manual examination. And the doctor says, okay, I determined that this is a case of strep throat. What they did with the PCR test was you never need to be seen. They never needed a culture of virus. You didn't need to have a temperature. You didn't need to have any symptoms whatsoever. And the way the media communicated this is exactly the way they were told to communicate it in event 201. Cases people believed meant people were sick. Cases people believed meant people were going to die. Guess what happened today? Guess. Rochelle Walensky said something incredibly important about PCR tests, something that I was called a conspiracy theorist for saying, something that people smarter than me have been banned from Twitter for saying. Incidentally, you never know when we're going to get banned by Twitter or things like that. Here's a way to give us some backup to have our six, as our friends in the military say, or our cop friends. Leave a review for the podcast at Apple or Google, um, at, uh, you know, uh, Apple, Google Podcasts and, and iHeart. Those are the big ones. Spotify's huge. Because the, the good reviews of the podcasts give them comfort that the podcast is solid, etc. And gosh knows, we're, we're stepping all over cultural norms by having God at the center of this. And speaking of God, I can't imagine how the Lord views these lies upon lies upon lies upon lies. 
Rochelle Walensky said something that is going to be understood by people in this audience, people in Steve Dace's audience, Daniel Horowitz's audience, people who read Berenson. But most people won't understand it. Most people won't get it at all. Um, The Mockingbird media may get it, but they are not going to be able to report it because most of them won't get it. Most of them are not allowed to report it the way you would. So here's what Rochelle Walensky has admitted. They're saying that you no longer need to uh, be PCR tested after you're locked up in quarantine, which doesn't work, by the way. Quarantine. You don't have to be tested anymore, she told ABC News, because PCR tests can stay positive for 12 weeks. That's uh, three months. Let's go back through the linchpins. Why did they choose the PCR test? Notice something about the party. They are softening every science. Track me on this. They're softening every science. The easy go-to for this program, because I believe it is one of the single greatest acts of evil against children in history, is telling kids they're born in the wrong body. That's a soft science approach, because it is not true. The word transgender is soft science, because it is literally meaningless. Soft science is not science. Science is observable, testable, and falsifiable. None of those things are. The PCR test is not an observation of an illness. It's the finding of an image. The PCR test has been used to justify the following in this country. And this is the single biggest fraud in the history of the world. World War II, the the murder of Jewish people and gypsies and gay people and communists and Russians. And that's a huge murder. Stalin's push, huge murder. Mao Zedong's huge murders. Uh, We don't know how many of the Uyghurs, the Chinese communist party is killing. But when I'm talking about a swindle, the PCR tests have been used to falsified death counts you have someone and this is my favorite case it's atypical but then i'll get to some very typical falsifications the pcr tests which rochelle walensky has now admitted are utter frauds when when applied to covid it's not how they were designed to be used carrie mollis who invented this said this this shouldn't be used for that this is not about this isn't about finding viruses. It's not designed for that. Kerry Bolas said, hey, if you run it at a high enough cycle rate, you'll find something in you'll find anything in anybody. So the PCR test that Rochelle Walensky just admitted are utter frauds has been used to falsify death counts, falsify infection counts, pervert the word cases to meaningless panic porn grunting. To lock down the schools, but not the liquor stores, etc. To destroy small businesses, to force mail-in voting. 
And this is fraud. This set up the environment of fear to give the government the power to suppress early treatment. Think of this. They so terrified people with PCR tests that are so fraudulent that you may have gone in because your job said you needed to get tested to walk on the property or you wanted to fly to see loved ones or you wanted to go to college. You may have gotten the test and been told, oh, you're COVID positive. You need to quarantine. You might have had COVID and recovered from it three months ago. I contend it could be years ago. Because at a high magnification rate, 35 to 39, even 49 cycles, it can't tell the difference between the cold and this. This has been used to destroy small businesses. We can't have the businesses open. Look at the cases, cases, cases. Remember when I talked about gamesmanship? Big business is fine. Gamesmanship. Going to the politicians. I can't have my, look, I got a lot of Amazon warehouses. I can't have them shut down. They're not going to get shut down, Congressman. Just the small guys. All right. I can handle the chamber. I'll work with that. This has been used to kill people. By denying and attacking early therapeutics. This has been used to terrify people in hospitals who work there. We've got tens of millions of cases. No, you don't. You have tens of millions of positive PCR tests, many of which are three months old or more. This has been used to destroy people's lives by stealing their jobs, their retirements, their pensions. It's being used to install the social credit system we talked about. The collateral harm from this is biblically huge. They've released this news during the classic week to bury news between Christmas and New Year's. The media is completely uneducated about what PCR tests are, utterly. How do I know this? I once had a gentleman on the program, worked at the Washington Post. He was part of the two-person team that ran their COVID coverage. Very nice man, by the way. Very nice young man. Very, very nice. And by the way, a stand-up guy in the interview admitted I had him stumped. Because he came on the program to talk about how bad Donald Trump was. And then when I asked him questions about things like, what is a case? Because you know what? I actually don't know. You don't. Are PCR tests accurate? He was a good enough man to say, you know, Todd, I actually don't know these things. I'm sort of ashamed to say it. I really don't know. So they can't respond the way to which this should be responded. What this woman is saying is we have literally no idea who was sick from COVID. Got that? 
unless it was lab confirmed, we don't have any idea. Because again, you go back to another way of counting deaths. The falsification of deaths on this is so phenomenal. Let me give a, 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 an example that is the uh, exception. It's exceptional, but let me give you an example that is, in fact, very common. Again, the PCR test swindle. They're admitting they don't know how many people were sick. I have news for you. They also don't know how many people died from COVID. Hey, there's one guy who's very, very precise on data. Among many is my friend Dave the Digital at GreenhavenInteractive.com. Dave is obsessed with data, particularly about your business, particularly online. Such as, hey, so what day do people open your emails? What times? What times is best for you to release a podcast? Hey, what uh, what search firms, um, which search terms are getting you buyers on your website versus just people who are shopping on your website? Speaking of that, which regionalities and which words and combinations of regionalities are getting people clicking through your website and then buying, not just shopping? And how do you use the same approach to data to turn customers into evangelists? Dave the Digital happens to be a conservative in an industry dominated by the party and liberals. He's also a Christian and he is a believer in the stewardship of business, the honorable way of doing business. Dave the Digital, his company's name is Green Haven Interactive. Go to greenhaveninteractive.com. The PCR test has been used to falsify death counts. Example A, my very favorite one. A woman was a contractor. She was working at a home. She was up on the roof. She fell. She had a terrible happening where she got compound fractures of the skull. And that's where fragments of bone break off. So I understand a compound fracture. And so she had bleeding on the brain. She was hospitalized clearly and in kind of a state of coma for a long time, ultimately died. They did a COVID test on her. They counted it as a COVID death. That woman may well have had COVID, but... She wasn't sick. She may have had COVID three months earlier. And they counted it as a COVID death. Lynchpins. Event 201. Gamesmanship. How are we going to get the hospitals to play? How about 68,000 bucks per COVID death? How about paying them for COVID tests? How about blocking the least profitable people coming into the hospitals and spiffing the hospitals for COVID deaths and cases? What about that? Gamesmanship. The PCR tests were used for that. The PCR tests were used to magically take an 82-year-old woman who was in a state of renal failure, kidney failure, who had heart disease and diabetes and was in hospice, who apparently caught, maybe, covid in hospice. 
they called that a COVID death. In my former home, the separate country of Washington State, Jay Inslee, the dictator, got caught twice lying about COVID deaths multiple times, such as people who shot themselves in the head actually died from COVID. People who got in motorcycle accidents, not wearing helmets, died from COVID. The Seattle media reported that exactly zero times, save my good friend Dory Monson, who broke stories about that, and myself. We reported it. The rest of the set of media has yet to report it, to my knowledge. And at one time, to my absolute confirmation, the PCR tests have been used to enable that behavior. Rochelle Walensky admits they don't work. If you say someone has something today and they had it three months ago, it doesn't work. Do you have money that you had three months ago? Have you recently broken up with a girlfriend three months ago? Is she still your girlfriend? If you act like that, you're going to prison for stalking. Did a loved one die three months ago and you're still dealing with that pain? Well, they're not really dead. It's only three months ago. The gargantuan level of the swindle, we've yet begun to count. You have the one step remove actual murder of people by using PCR tests to create the environment where they banned therapeutics effectively, where they sent people home to get sicker. They sent people home to get sicker. The PCR tests allowed that created that environment. But here are direct things from cases, cases, cases. These are direct results of using a test that was not designed for this, that Rochelle Walensky now admits is trash. PCR tests were used to steal the childhood of teens and adolescents to steal what is the number one thing to create security in the hearts and psyche of teens. What is it? Family, but you know what changes when they're teens? Friends. Friends. Adolescent suicide and suicide attempts, teen suicides and suicide attempts are at record highs. Because PCR tests were used to create an utter panic. A distortion field. It is not a mistake. It's a result of one of the linchpins, Event 201, that Democrats believed that 30, many Democrats, the plurality of Democrats, believed that 30 million Americans died, were dead from the COVID flu last year, early last year, if you asked Democrats, a plurality of them would say, if you asked how many people have died from COVID, they'd say, they'd say 10% of America, 30 million people. A year and a half ago. And so this was created this environment that led to these suicides. Now the good news is the kids, the record level of depression and anxiety, those kids, the record level of, of kids with those, with those conditions the good news is big pharma's there to get them addicted to dangerously addictive 
dangerously unhealthy psychotropics. Because a decade ago, Big Pharma said, hey, why are we having these antidepressants be so easy to get off? we got to reformulate these suckers. And now it's harder to get off than heroin. It takes three to five years, depending on the dosage. PCR test creating the environment for this. The PCR test has crippled entire military units. Elite military units. Oh, sorry, everybody's COVID positive. We can't do the mission. And the PCR tests, which Rochelle Walensky admits are fraud, have been used to usher in the next fraud, the injections. And as thankful as I am to Donald John Trump for buying this country time, for forcing the party to reveal its hand, for forcing the media to absolutely prove their fake news so often, of forcing the intelligence services to show what they are, of forcing the party to show what they're willing to do to elections, of buying this country time. I beg the people around the president to be Daniel and go to him and say, sir, they lied about these injections. Because the news that broke about the injections today, the FDA, the CDC didn't release. Alex Berenson dug it up. It's the second half of the greatest human rights crime since World War II. And this one's going to keep on killing. When we went into World War II, when it went into Nazi Germany, the killing in the death camps stopped in Germany, not, not in Russia. This stuff's going to kill forever. You can leave us emails and notes at thetodhermanshow.com. You can go there and communicate with us, and I'm getting better at uh, the email thing, and it's gratifying for me. Also, breaking news today. And I want to preface this with a little trip down recent memory lane. Let's remember this. It was not so long ago that a group of very smart people sat together in one of their fancy panels and they just smarted each other. They sat and smartly, glibly spoke their lines. Disruption. And they talked about disrupting the existing system for creation of actual vaccines, such as vaccines that actually key your immune system up to resist a virus and not get sick by, you know, what vaccine still means. Because Tony Fauci is not the keeper of the English language. So they speak so dismissively of all this, but listen to their tone and listen to Fauci describe the mRNA injections, not by name, but he says something about to get to something that must be better. Oh, you've heard it before. 
You want me to wait? I'll wait. You want the news first? I think that's better. Because you're going to hear this with fresh ears. Alex Berenson read deep into a report put out. It's a study. 600,000 injected Americans seen at 100 academic medical centers published in the Journal of American Medicine, a so-called prestigious journal that has become far less prestigious, but still hard to get into. A 600,000-person sample base is huge. 100 academic medical institutions means that you have some quality data. Because you have structure and control, you have clean data. Some commonalities in how things are counted and called out. In this study, which is given the title, which sounds doesn't sound scary, Association Between Immune Dysfunction and COVID-19 Breakthrough Infection After SARS-CoV-2 Vaccinations in the United States. All right, so that's, I mean, that's, that's disconcerting. We've talked about the fact that the injections seem to destroy your immune system and such. But buried inside the cross tabs, or in other words, the small print is this. Quote Alex Berenson, saying something, by the way, that I've been saying for a year and a half because Alex wasn't comfortable with the data to say it. I was. I thought the data already communicated this, but this just this comes out and says it. Vaccines don't stop COVID hospitalizations or deaths. Well, what the vaccines do, they're very good at preventing hospitalization and severe illness. Nope. They're not. They're not and they don't. Now, the people who wrote this report didn't say this. It's buried in the data. It's in the cross tabs. It's in the small print. The spreadsheets. Berenson found it. Screenshotted it. Reported it. When Fauci changed the definition of vaccine, and again, he is not the keeper of the English language. It still means what it always means. He said the new definition was it prevents serious illness. The definition he invented doesn't even match up to what this trash does. So the invention of the new word for these injections, the invention of the new word for vaccine doesn't even match what this trash does, which is nothing but harm. We're back to event 201. Dealing with misinformation. In other words, dealing with scientists who will not toe the line. Remember the gamesmanship? 
Tony Fauci paid your money to have viruses made more deadly by the Chinese Communist Party's scientists. I wonder how many people were involved in that, that Fauci could put a phone call into saying, well, it'd be a real shame if if your involvement in gain-of-function research would have come out. And this is easy stuff. You know, hey, Bill, it's Tony. Um, You know, I was looking at the uh, $3.5 million um, grant every six months uh, we're giving to the department there um, at the University of Wisconsin. And I was about to write the uh, wire the money. uh, And then uh, and then uh, I I realized uh, you are not towing the line. And I saw that you said something the other day I found very disturbing. You, you said that people, if they feel that they're getting sick with COVID, should take aspirin and, and this quercetin and, and get ivermectin and high doses of vitamin D. And vi- uh, we can't have this. So I, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to continue this grant. Uh, Tony. Uh, <laughs> I'm speechless. I was hacked. Uh, I was hacked, and I'm going to delete those tweets. You know, I think that's wise. I think that's wise. This is what we're seeing. I am dead certain that this is what we're seeing. The dealing with misinformation. Robert Malone began sending letters to the CDC about these injections saying, hey, guys, I invented mRNA as a carriage system. This stuff is doing harm. They didn't write back to him. They have probably attacked him the way we know they use government money to attack the Great Barrington Declaration. Who is warning about lockdowns predicated upon the PCR tests? Event 201, what are the linchpins? Attack people like this. There was just news today. I forget this lady's name. She was in Silicon Valley and she started some sort of fake biotech company. And, and or she's accused of it being a fake biotech company. And it looks like she's facing jail time. Or prison time because they say that she swindled people. And it seems now there are discussions between her lawyers and the prosecutors, and they they might be attempting to reach some sort of plea agreement. And if she swindled people, okay, she should go to prison. She didn't kill anybody. She's not injuring children. She isn't changing society. She hasn't chose stolen jobs and pensions. She's not giving kids heart attacks and strokes and myocarditis and pericarditis. Her stuff's not killing professional athletes. She's facing prison time. Event 201, how to deal with this stuff when someone steps out of line? Well, you got to slap them hard. Robert Malone is suspended from Twitter today. What did he say? The injections do more harm than good. 
What good do the injections do again? According to this data in this massive study, what good do they do again? None. How many people these injections killed? Between 15,000 and 200,000? How many people will they kill? According to gobs of data, this garbage steals people's immune systems. And you would think it would. When you cause the body to produce a poison, and that poison builds up in vulnerable areas of the party, like the gonads, like the ovaries, like the lungs, the body's going to attack that area because the poisons are there. Hey, why do you rob banks? Because that's where the money is. Why do you attack the gonads? Because that's where the spike proteins are. These two stories, one dug up by Berenson, another released in the week between Christmas and New Year's to keep it quiet, are should be the linchpin moments to put everybody involved in this ultimately in prison, like the lady in Silicon Valley Bayface. This is a moment of choosing. The curtain is completely stripped away from the temple of deceit in Washington, D.C. God has allowed it. He has laid it bare. They want to inject your kids. They want to come for your kids. They're willing to force you to take injections that they know are useless, harmful only. They're willing to lie with PCR tests. They're willing to rehearse the event in front of you. They're willing to con, blackmail, payoff, cajole, charm, any entity into coming along with them. They're willing to ruin the name of great uncontroversial scientists. They're willing to block access to therapeutics. They're willing to tell people to go home and get sicker until you have to come in and get tubed. They're willing to do all of these things for their ends. And a woman in Silicon Valley might go to prison because she may have lied about the capabilities of her startup. Mitch McConnell is the leader of the Senate. Kevin McCarthy is not the leader of the House. Kevin can bring this up in the House. Mitch can bring it up in the Senate. And Mitch can do something in the Senate to bring these people to account. I knew this. Many people have known this. It's, that means it's knowable. Everybody involved in using the PCR tests and those decisions should sit in front of a Senate committee on Fraud charges. They should be there forced to testify or plead the fifth. And I don't mean they're not coming. You're not going to come. We're going to send the Capitol Police to get you. You will be put in jail until you testify or take the fifth. And I could go through the list. Mitch McConnell will not be doing that. He won't. Not going to happen. So God's going to judge. Which brings me to this closing. And look, this is not the time for a personal note or 
music review. And I was so, I was so gratified to hear some people saying that they felt like the show had some, you know, bringing some of the humor back to it. And, and I, I really appreciate it. We talk about such heavy stuff. Lady was saying that she loved my Bill Gates impression when Bill Gates was talking to God the other day. God is going to judge. And this to the people who work in healthcare, who listen to this program, you need to speak out because not speaking out is lying. I love you. And not speaking out is lying. You know that, right? But you're going to lose your job. Like we said in the last podcast, your job is an illusion. Safety is an illusion. You can't keep your life and you can't keep your possessions. Eventually they're gone and you're gone from this earth. And life with God Almighty is eternal. Isn't it? You're betting something you don't really own to have something that can never be taken from you. If you're in healthcare, you have to speak out. You have got to be the Daniels. And the Daniel in you walks into the boss's office and says, I am no longer able to contain my concern. The PCR tests are lies. The injections don't work. We need to stop. Please tell me we're going to stop lying. And if we're not, I can't stay here anymore and I cannot stay silent. I have to speak out because it's an issue of my soul and my God. And before you have the conversation, make sure that you put on the full armor of God. Read about it. Starts from the shoes up through the legs to the breastplate of righteousness to your head. I beg you. I know these people aren't going to face earthly punishment. They should. But I don't want you or me to disappoint our Father in Heaven. That's a tough message. Love your feedback at the ToddHermanShow.com or you can tweet it at Toddy Herman. Heavy show, not the one I intended. Nonetheless, this is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and do, as always, please, be right with God.